All right, you guys, every single week I talk to you about Sierra Sill, but I'm not going to do that anymore. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you what others are saying about it because it works so well for not only me, but for many, many, many others. Take, for example, feedback from Dr. Meg Jordan from Lafayette, California. Now, Dr. Meg Jordan, she's a PhD, RN, and CWP, and this is what she has to say about it. She says, the experience of my patients at Health Medicine Center in Lafayette, California on Sierra Sill is one of a consistent performer. I receive comments about surprising and great results from athletes, middle-aged weekend warriors, golf and tennis buffs, and former marathoners whose knees and hips have taken a beating over the years. Whereas supplements that feature glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate, they often require two to three months of use, Sierracil demonstrates effectiveness within a very short period of time. You know what, you guys? It's stories like this that really captivated me when I was learning about Sierracil and determining if this was something I wanted to try or not. Stories like this, and now my story added on top of that, continue to fill me with confidence that I am bringing the right product to you guys. So I want you to try the 14-day challenge today. And if you don't notice better mobility and less stiffness, Sierra Sil will give you your money back 100% guaranteed. And don't forget, when buying online, just use the coupon code CUTTHECRAP, all one word, and you'll get 15% off. Like I said last week, I know a lot of you guys are going into your local health stores and buying this. By all means, support your local health stores. But if you guys want a 15% off discount, buy online and use the coupon code CUTTHECRAP, all one word. Their website is sierrasil.com. That's S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com. That's sierrasil.com. Filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Calagiri. What's going on, you guys? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week I make sure you never have to read a business book again because I'm doing all that dirty work for you. I'm picking up the book. I'm reading it. I'm dog-earing it, making highlights, making notes, and condensing it down to its core golden nuggets week after week so that you don't have to spend time reading the book or listening to the long audiobook. I'm making your life easier. I'm saving you time. I'm giving you the knowledge, the greatest knowledge from each book in each episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. So I'm excited about every single book that I bring to you because there's always a solid takeaway from each book that I read. All right, so this week, what are we covering off, you guys? We're doing Million Dollar Consulting, The Professional's Guide to Growing a Practice. This book's by Alan Weiss, and it's a good book. It's got an intriguing, compelling title. Uh, If you're a startup, if you're in a job and you're thinking about getting into consulting, chances are you're going to pick this book up because you want to learn how to create a million-dollar consulting company. So does that mean that if you're already a million-dollar consulting company that this isn't right for you? Not at all. There's companies that I worked with that are five, 10, 15 million dollar consulting companies. And there are things that will come out of this episode that they haven't put into practice yet. So there might be different things from this that you can put into practice in your firm that will help you innovate. And innovate's a funny thing because innovation is all relative. What's new to one firm might not be new to another firm. So, for example, a referral program might be an innovation for somebody who hasn't had one before. 
However, for one firm that's been putting it into practice for many years, it's not innovation to them. To them, they're looking for something else. So I definitely think there's some good takeaways here for you, even if you're past a million dollars. But if you're not a million dollar consulting firm, there's a lot of really good takeaways from this. So can't wait to get into this one. Let's crack right into it right now. Golden nugget number one, use word of mouth to grow. Starting a consulting business, guys, it's just not easy. It's tough. And one of the biggest hurdles to success with growing your business is attracting attention of potential clients to what it is that you're offering them. Now, this is where Weiss makes two recommendations on how we should do it. First, word of mouth marketing. And second, by creating an outstanding body of work. Now, in Weiss's opinion, word of mouth marketing is the most effective and the simplest form of marketing. The downsides, he says, is that word of mouth marketing is almost completely out of your hands. He then goes on to say that we should make it a practice to ask for recommendations and testimonials from satisfied clients more often than not. Now, thanks for that. It's not really in depth. I like where it's going. It got us down to this path. I'll take it down a little bit further in a little bit. The second way that we suggest we consider growing our practice is through creating an outstanding body of work. Now, this comes down to the simple fact that we have to be damn good at what we do if we want people to talk about us, if we want people to buy from us, if they want people to recommend us. We have to be good at what we do. seems pretty self-explanatory. And so if you're sitting there saying, well, you know, I don't know if what I'm doing is very good. I don't know if I'm providing value. You'll know if you're providing value, if your clients keep paying you, and if they're getting a result they're happy with. Pretty simple, right? So this gold nugget, pretty decent. It takes us down a good path. But like I said, I'm going to help take it there a little bit further. So... We says that you can't control word of mouth marketing. And I agree with that a little bit. I disagree with it though, for the most part. And the reason for that is that you can control word of mouth. You can control it through referrals. If you have a referral program in place, you can 100% influence what people say about you. Let me give you an example here. A lot of people in consulting, they have a tough time getting referrals. First off, they have to get over their own fear of asking for referrals. A lot of people just don't like doing it. I don't know why. Why don't you like asking for referrals? You think it comes from a place of weakness. You think that uh, you, know, you don't want to bother your clients with it. Listen, if you're doing a good job, you ask for referrals. The top two ways, the top two ways that all professional service firms grow is referrals. First, referrals from clients and two, referrals from other service providers. So if you don't have a, a referral program in place, you are behind the eight ball and you're making things way harder on yourself. So what's a good tactical thing that you can do today to get you getting more referrals? This is one that I really, really like. And um, I think that this is one that's definitely underutilized, definitely underutilized. Go to your clients first off and ask them for a reference letter. Ask them for a reference letter to talk about some of the great work that you've done with them uh, over, over time. Uh, you know, it might have been from a recent contract, might have been from a contract years ago, whatever it is. Request um, their support. You want to use those terms. You know, you're asking for their support in continuing to grow your company and you want to ask for their reference. Chances are most people, 9 out of 10 people are going to say, yeah, if you've done good work for them, they'll say yes. So they'll give you the reference letter. And the reason why that's important is because it's going to make them think about the value that you delivered to them. And so now that they have that top of mind, what you need to do is you need to parlay that reference into a discussion about referrals. So how do you do that in a way that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable? You ask them to brainstorm. You write them an email, you ask them in person, you ask them through the phone, whatever it is. You ask for their permission to brainstorm around different ideas for referrals and if they're comfortable with doing that. Again, if you position it with that wording, 
chances are they're going to be far more comfortable about it. However, what a lot of you guys do, and this is why a lot of you folks out there think that referral programs don't work, you ask people referrals and you say, hey guys, you know what, we do good work. If you know of anybody in your network who can use the same services that we do, please, you know, let them know. Let them know that we exist. And they'll say, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And guess what? They go back to their life and they forget all about you. Now, that might not be the case for everybody. I mean, there's outliers out there where they provide referrals. Um, but if you're struggling to find a way to get referrals, this is a great way to do it. Ask for their support with a reference so that they're remembering the value that you deliver to them. And also, it's nice to have that social proof piece that you can provide to other prospects. And then secondly, parlay that discussion from a reference into a referral conversation by asking them permission to have a brainstorming session. Now, by the way, I didn't get into this, but if you have that brainstorming session and they agree to it, you want to come to them with stimulus. Come to them with some ideas in terms of people that they can introduce you to. In this ever-connected, socially connected world that we're in, it's so easy to find people who are connected to them. Google search their name. Find out if they sat on a board or a charity or if they attended an event with somebody that could be a potential referral. Obviously, go to their LinkedIn and see who their connections are and come to them with a folder of potential people that you can talk about, ask questions about, and that they might be able to refer you on to. Out of that meeting, you should absolutely be able to come out of there with at least one, two, or three referrals. If you're not doing it already, you're behind the eight ball. So take what I'm giving you and put it into practice if you don't already have a referral program in place. Golden nugget number two, create a likable brand that is easy to do business with. I like this golden nugget, the title of the golden nugget. I didn't necessarily like what Weiss was suggesting to help create a likable brand. Um, his list of items included incorporating to demonstrate that you're a real business and not an amateur. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that you can appear to be a professional and you can be professional without having to incorporate. I'll leave that one to my accountant to say whether or not I should incorporate or not. I don't think it matters. Um, number two, to dress for the part, but don't go overboard. Go for that natural look. Completely agree with that one. Appearances are a big thing. Just whatever you're doing, keep it simple. Don't rely on a spray tan every two weeks to keep up your appearance. It's probably not going to be the easiest way to do it. I like to go for that, you know, low maintenance look. That's why I uh, shave my head every single day. It saves money on shampoo as well, too. Number three, he says, plaster your logo on all of your work. Well, he doesn't say plaster. I said plaster. He says, just put your logo all over your work. I guess it's kind of the Donald Trump theory there is make sure that your logo is highly recognizable. Okay, I can't disagree with that one. Make sure that it's on all your documents. Cool. Number four, offering your personal telephone number to your best clients. I mean, out of all your clients, who doesn't have your phone number already? Really? Chances are all your clients have your cell phone number. They have your direct line. I mean, why would you not give it to them, right? And finally, he says to specialize in a particular area to better differentiate yourself and your services. I agree with this one. Obviously, I've talked about this in many, many podcasts. Um, pick a niche, you get rich. Very simple. You want a niche in a particular area so that you become known in that area for a specific specialty. You know, I actually talked about this last week in Think and Grow Rich, the idea of becoming a specialist as opposed to being a generalist. I use an example of somebody who creates your or who finishes your basement off. Do you want somebody who's a generalist in doing that, who's a general contractor? Or do you want somebody who specializes in finishing basements? Chances are you're going to go with a guy who knows what the hell he's doing and says that on his business card, and that's his business. I finish basements. Easy enough for me. I'm buying in. So obviously none of these for me were very insightful. So what I would like to do is I'd like to suggest a branding strategy that will help you build a strong, long-lasting image in the minds of your marketplace. Again, remember the golden nugget here is that you're trying to create a likable brand. 
help your marketplace get to know, like, and trust you by giving them an inside look into your life. Pretty simple. So if you're facing a challenge that you're working to get through, if you have an opportunity that you're working to capitalize on, or if you're learning something new, whatever it is, what I want you to do is do 100 days of short videos giving your marketplace an inside look into your progress. And by the way, this doesn't have to relate to your line of work either. So it's completely wide open. Let me explain. Let's say you're trying to get in shape because over the years, you've kind of let yourself go. Your diet hasn't been there. You're out of shape. You want to get back in shape. Done. You got yourself a plan. You are setting goals for yourself and you're committing to your workout slash diet plan. Great. What I want to do now is I want you to bring your marketplace into your story. I want them to see your progress as you're doing this. So create your daily video for 100 days and bring them into your process in terms of what you're doing. Now, if you're listening to this, you might be thinking to yourself, Ryan, come on. That's not a valid business strategy. Why would I want to bring somebody into my workout routine? If I was in uh, you know, personal training, 100%, yeah, but Ryan, come on. I'm doing uh, technology consulting here or I'm doing you know, uh, I'm doing technology consulting here or any type of consulting. My, my marketplace doesn't give a damn about that. That's where you're wrong. Your marketplace will care about that because you're right. This isn't necessarily a business strategy. It's an authentic human strategy. You want people to feel like they know you through your videos and they will get to know you through your videos. They'll see your dedication. They'll be able to cheer you on and it'll give them something to remember about you that stands out because what's the rest of your competition doing right now? They're out there putting out white papers and blog posts about, oh, we're good at consulting here and this is what you should do about business strategy and oh, this is what you should do about this and they're giving you all this information. Well, guess what? Everybody's doing that. So when everybody's doing that, I don't want to do that. I want to do something that nobody's doing because if I just do what everyone else is doing, I'm going to get the same results. And I'll tell you guys right now, the results are pretty crappy. There's a lot of people out there who are blogging consistently week after week after week. And guess what? Because there's nothing new about it. There's nothing memorable. There's nothing unique about it. There's nothing really all that informative about it. You're getting really terrible results. And I hate, hate to see people put so much time and effort into a strategy that they hope generates business for them, but it doesn't do a damn thing. And there's so many of you out there right now just hitting your heads against the wall, hoping that, you know, eventually, you know, this blog's going to lead somewhere. How long have you been blogging for? And has anything come out of it? Chances are probably not. So why not take a chance on a brand new strategy to help you become more likable? It'll help the marketplace get to know, like, and trust you. It'll take a completely unexpected turn. People are expecting you to come out there with all the rest of your content and, you know, this is how good we are and here's some insights into consulting, yada, yada, yada. It's all the same crap. But if you come out there with something that's unexpected, it's going to stick in the minds of the marketplace. And if you remember back to, I forgot what episode it was, maybe 27, 28, whatever it is, it's Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. In that episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, one of the elements there to creating sticky ideas is to be unexpected. This is unexpected. I would love to see one of you guys out there listening right now put something like this into practice for yourself. You're going to get a big cheering section of people who didn't know you before who will now know you. They'll like you and then hopefully they'll learn to trust you over time. The key here is as you're sort of telling them a story, as you're taking them down this 100-day journey, you have to also pepper in a few business posts about what you do, the success stories you have accomplished with clients, new projects you're taking on, and guess what? The goodwill and attention that you built with your personal story will go right towards your business posts. Give it a try, you guys. This is an exciting strategy that I really, really, really want you guys to try. All right, and this week's bonus nugget by Modern Earth, 
build a likable brand by being active and thoughtful on social media. This bonus nugget is brought to you by Modern Earth Web Design. The way you interact with your customers has changed. Traditional forms of marketing are not as effective as they once were. And the folks at Modern Earth, they want to know if you're doing enough to keep pace with your competition. Modern Earth Web Design, they are experts at online marketing and can help you lead the way in your industry with active blog and social media management, ongoing search engine optimization, and targeted pay-per-click campaigns on Facebook, Twitter, Google, and more. Visit modernearth.net to set up a no-obligation consultation to see what online marketing can do for your website. modernearth.net, solutions for an online world. All right, so in the past, brands, they could hide behind their corporate perception. You know, they put out a logo and there's a personality behind that logo. But now consumers want to know who the people are that are behind the logo. They want to know the people that they're buying from and reading from. And today, it's so much easier to find out who those people are. So don't hide from the marketplace. Now, what the marketplace is looking for, they're not looking for somebody who, you know, does a lot of charity work or an amazing person with this very specific brand. They're just looking to see if you're a real person that stands behind the opinions and the ideas and the thoughts that you're sharing online. And so how do you do this? You need to take any opportunity you can to engage with your readers and your customers. And one of the best ways to do that is with comments on your posts, whether it's through LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or your blog. And when you're commenting on those posts, the folks at Modern Earth want you to keep a few things in mind. First, you got to make sure those comments are real. You know, when I say real, I mean that there's no corporate standard message behind it. Just real words coming from that individual. It's a real conversation with words like I and you and not messages that come from, you know, our brand appreciates your support. Nah, that's not good enough. Be real. That's what I mean by that. Number two, post under your name. No one wants to talk with your brand. They want to talk to you. So don't hide behind your logo. That's something that I do with Cut the Crap Podcasts, Facebook page, or the LinkedIn page. I make sure that it's me, myself. I share my opinion. So when people comment, I make sure that I comment back under my profile so that they know they're having a conversation with me and not somebody else. And finally, your comments, they have to have detail into them. Now, I know if a lot of people look at Gary Vaynerchuk's stuff, Gary Vaynerchuk, he is famous for responding to everybody and responds very quickly with, you know, a quick, you know, THX, thanks, or a smiley face or whatever. You know what? That's good for Gary because Gary gets a lot of messages. So if he was to put detail into every single one, it'd be really tough. But chances are that's not the case with you. So put a little detail into each comment or reply that you're making to show that you care enough to give them a thoughtful response. Remember, they took the time out of their day to write to you, to engage with you, give them the same amount of respect and the same amount of time back by putting a little bit of detail into your responses. Just remember, you guys, don't limit yourself to just the comment sections on your post. It's a great start, but as your brand grows, there's going to be conversations that happen about your content and your products everywhere across the internet, wherever it is. Those are opportunities to show that there's a real person behind your brand who cares. It's also where many people decide whether or not to give your content, product, or services a real shot. Love that takeaway. It's just really about authenticity is what it comes down to. Being authentic online just as you should be in person. Love that one. Thank you so much to Modern Earth Web Design for this bonus nugget. That website again is modernearth.net. Golden nugget number three. Get over your prospect's top objections. So according to Weiss, there are four main reasons why clients reject your services. Number one, no money. Number two, there's no urgency. Number three, they have no need. 
And number four, they don't trust you. So how do you get over those rejections? First, the key to overcoming the no money or no urgency rejection is to focus solely on the value in your selling process. If you can show your prospects how the issues they'll face will get worse over time and explain very clearly the value you'll bring to them, then your services will appear more timely and important. Again, sales 101, I like this one. I like that takeaway. Uh, A lot of times people get the selling process very much confused, but if you can actually paint a picture for them in the future that isn't so nice and you'll tell them this is where you're going to go, if you don't take on what I'm proposing to you right now, this is what your future could look like. However, however, if you put into place what I'm suggesting to you, this is what your future could look like. One of my sales mentors, Chet Holmes, he was a big advocate of this uh, this strategy. He actually called it... um, Uh, future pacing, actually, the idea of future pacing, bringing a client along into the future and show them what their future looks like. Solid strategy, and it's nice to see Weiss put this one into practice here. So now to get over the challenge of your prospect having no need for your services, what do you do? This is where Weiss says you need to focus on creating the need. This is all about marketing. He goes on to say that you'll need to identify first what their needs are, show them why they need your services, and then help them understand how your services will give them more of what they want. This again is a marketing exercise and it's pretty much very much in line with the last one around future pacing, right? You got to find out what they need first, find out what they really want. You know, what are they trying to do with their business? Are they trying to sell their business? Are they trying to grow their business? Are they trying to grow through marketing, through uh, JVs? What are they doing? You got to find out what their needs are and you got to see if your services can help them reach their goals. Essentially, if you can, then you got to show them how it's possible. Now, I don't know if any of this is really all that insightful to you guys. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's not. If you're new to consulting, this one might be great for you. If you've been in consulting for quite some time, this one might not be so applicable to you. This one might be just rerunning some stuff that you already know. And finally, if there is no trust because you don't yet have a strong relationship with the client, we suggest that you first identify their issues, the issues that excite or frustrate them, and then offer them candid feedback, positioning yourself as a partner in their success and not a salesperson. This is the differentiator here. A lot of you guys are coming in too strong, selling them services, and this is what we can do, this is what we can do, here's the ROI. No, 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 no. Start giving away some of your best information and help them see a better future by giving them your insight. Share your knowledge with them. And I know a lot of you guys will say, hold on a second, I'm gonna share my secrets with them? If I share my secrets with them, they're just gonna go ahead and do it. That's not the case, you guys. Let me tell you first off, there's no secrets. There's no secrets out there. You can tell me your secrets and I can guarantee you I can find other people out there who are sharing your secrets already online. There's very few secrets out there, especially in the world of consulting. You can have your proprietary matrix or your specialized system in terms of how it's done. Well, guess what? Chances are there's different variations of your system, of your matrix that exist out there already. It's just got a different spin on it. I've seen it, done it, guys. I've seen all different types of systems out there. and There's very few systems out there that are actually very different from what already exists. Um, Whether it's an innovation system, a strategy system, developing a mobile app system, whatever it is, there's all different types of systems out there. And uh, for the most part, they're not all that unique. So keep that in mind as well, too, in that there's really no secrets. Don't hold your information back. You want to become a partner in their success. You want to become a valuable resource. You want somebody that's helping them so that when it comes time to ask them to say, listen, I've given you so much stuff. I would love to see you action some of this stuff. Let me help you. Let me help you. I've given you so much information and you haven't put it into practice yet. I can be that person to put it into practice for you. What do you say? 
That approach, by the way, has worked for me for so many years. I've become a valuable resource to my prospects. Over time, I just take them to lunch, take them to dinner, go out to drinks with them, take them out to coffee, and I'd give them different strategies, different things for them to think about. And they would walk away and say, God damn, those are amazing strategies. I love them. I probably should have swore there. Not very good. Anyways, they would walk away from those meetings and they'd feel really excited about it. They'd say, wow, that's a great strategy. I can't wait to put it into practice for you. Very similar to what I'm doing here on this podcast. I'm giving you guys great stimulus to use. However, when I meet with them months down the line and I say, hey, you know that strategy I shared with you, did you put it into practice? You know, uh, it was a good strategy. I just didn't have the time, man. I was so busy. You know, I just really didn't have the time. And that's where I then come in and say, listen. I, it, it saddens me to see you not put this strategy into, into practice for you. I think that this can definitely help drive growth in your firm. Let me help you out. Sign me to do a three-month contract. Let me try ex- executing this. If after three months you don't see it working, you don't have to work with me again. But I can guarantee you that after the three months, you're going to start seeing some results that you're happy with. What do you say? And you know what? Because I've been positioned as somebody who's very helpful in their mind and I've given them some good stimulus to think about, I've built that relationship with them. We have trust now. And that's the key. I've given them trust. They trust me now and they'll say, you know what? Yeah, let's do this thing. I'll give you a three-month contract. That's something I've done for so many years and I love this one. So it's a good takeaway. So again, to get over your prospects, top objections, there's some good takeaways here. I've given you at the very latter part here about the trust one, something that you can put into practice right away, share with them some information, and then come back to them months later. If nothing's been done with that information you gave them, that's when you open the door to working with you so that you can do it for them. Very simple. And last but not least, golden nugget number four, keep your pipeline evenly filled. Now, too many consultants today, they just don't know how to build a strong pipeline of work. And this tunnel vision is what creates a lot of ups and downs, feast and famine for consultants. And honestly, it's a really tough place to be. I've been there. I've been there and it's not easy. It's hard. It's hard on the family. It's hard on you. You wake up at night and you're like, frick, I just don't know where that money's coming from. It's not a fun place to be. So you got to get yourself out of that turbulent pattern as fast as you possibly can. And the way to do that is to create a system to manage your pipeline. Now, I know that's fairly uh, easy to say. So I'll I'll hopefully at the end of this golden nugget, give you some stuff that you can use to create a system for yourself. Now, we suggest that a balance of short-term sales, repeat business, and new business from referrals is the way to go. And while I can't agree with him more on this, he's absolutely right. He doesn't really offer us specific strategies within each of those areas so that we can actually take something and go with it. So like I said, at the end of this golden nugget, I'll hopefully summarize some of these things for you so that you can feel like you have a system in place. But first, I want to finish this one up and share one more point that Weiss makes. Weiss suggests that a dry pipeline is a major root cause for so many poor decisions in business. For example, we might be tempted to take work outside of our comfort zone because it's income. And because of this, it could impact our results because of our lack of familiarity and experience in the area. And thus, it impacts our reputation. It impacts our ability to get referrals. It impacts our ability to get references. It impacts our future to grow. All because we're trying to get the buck. It also impacts our confidence to ask for full price. And it'll tempt us to offer discounts to win business. It cuts into margin. Obviously, something that's not good. And finally, it impacts our level of patience in the sales process. Because, you know, as we feel the pressure of having no income, we might be making mistakes by being too forceful with clients. And as we become more forceful with clients, you know, we're trying to close them. We got to close, 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 close. You know that old saying by Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, always be closing. I find that when people are under pressure to make sales, it's really, really, really when they start to uh, put that ABC on. And I'll tell you, in this marketplace, people hate to be forced to do things they don't want to do because all consumers are empowered to make their own decisions. You can strong arm somebody into a sale 
And there's a lot of people out there who are damn good at what they do in terms of strong-arming people into sales. But you know what? That's just not my style. And I'm sorry. If, if that's your style, then by all means, that's great. I've um, Things didn't work out for me at certain organizations because they required me to have that strong-arm approach in place. And I just don't play that game, you guys. I know there's some of you out there who might play that game. And by all means, do you. Do your thing. If you guys feel that's the, how you sell, that's how you like to do it, that's great. Continue to do that if it works for you. For me, it's just not my style. I don't like to put too much pressure on my clients and I don't like to be too forceful with them. Um, you know, there's a good pressure and there's a bad pressure and I can apply pressure in a way that um, doesn't seem like it's pressure. And the way that I've done that is with the example that I shared with you earlier in terms of providing information, providing knowledge, and then telling them, listen, you guys, it's not good that you're not executing on the things that I'm telling you. Bring me in and I'll do this for you. What do you got to lose? And that's my kind of pressure. But at that point in time, I've built a level of trust and um, a level of credibility with them that, you know what, if I pressure them, if they feel the pressure, they know that it's coming from a perspective of somebody who gives a damn about them. It isn't somebody who just wants to get their numbers up. That's the difference. So let me help you take this away. You need a system, right? You need a system manager, pipeline, short-term sales, long-term sales, repeat business, whatever it is. Guys, put the referral strategy into place. The one that I shared with you off the bat, if there's anything you take away from this podcast episode, it's the referral strategy. Put that into place. That's a system that you can use to start generating some opportunity for yourself, okay? The other one that I shared with you guys, the 100-day strategy about taking somebody in and having that more personal human side of you. I love that one from the perspective of getting people to know, like, and trust you in markets that don't yet know you. I want to give you guys something tactical here that you can attach onto the 100-day strategy to help generate some um, some community, which you can then parlay into generating some leads. Um, Facebook and LinkedIn advertising, you guys. It's one of those areas that's so untapped right now with businesses that um, it actually shocks me how few people are actually using this. Did you know that with LinkedIn, you can actually segment out the specific company and the role within that company that you're trying to reach? So let's just say... I'm trying to connect my content to people at company A. And when I say people, I mean uh, marketing folks. In LinkedIn, you can actually segment down to that specificity. You can actually narrow down that deep so that when people in that organization, in that role, when they go scrolling through their newsfeed in LinkedIn, they'll see your ad pop up. And by ad, it's your content. You sponsor your content, you boost your content. So let's say once every week you put out uh, one of your videos, your 100-day videos, you boost it. You want to show people in LinkedIn. It'll show up in their newsfeed. That easy. Highly relevant, highly specific, very, um, very good in terms of ROI in my opinion. Facebook now, Facebook's a little bit better on the ROI. Facebook's a lot cheaper than LinkedIn. But there's a big barrier to entry there because a lot of you guys don't think you should be in Facebook right now, especially if you're promoting your business. Not true at all. People are hanging out on LinkedIn. People are hanging out on Facebook. Why are you not targeting people there? You can target people based on their role. If they are interested in marketing, advertising, consulting, HR, technology, whatever it is, you can target them on Facebook and they will see your ads pop up in their news feed. Very simple. It works so, so well, and it definitely helps to drive more eyeballs to your content, drive higher engagement, it'll allow you to get conversations started, meet new people. That's how you do it in this day and age, you guys. We got a market for the year that we're in. We're in 2016, and people go on the internet, 53% of the time we spend on the internet is on social networks like LinkedIn and Facebook. Why are you not there? There's no reason why you can't be. So referrals, your 100-day strategy, tack on a LinkedIn or Facebook advertising strategy, and that should definitely help you out. 
And finally, you guys, this is something that you can use to drive short-term sales. This is what I've done to drive short-term sales for so many years. Offer your advice for free. Take people out for coffee and make sure that they leave there with their minds blown with how much information you gave them. Give them so much information, they don't know what to do with it. Confuse them by giving them so much information so that they walk away from them and they say, oh my God, I don't know what to do first. There's so many things I can do. He gave me so much information. This is so valuable. Ryan is a person of value. That's the kind of result out of a conversation that you want. And I know a lot of you guys will come out there and uh, you might come at me with that. And you might say, you know what? I disagree with you. Disagree with me. Let's get online. Let's have a conversation about it. I have no problem discussing my philosophy on that. And I would love to hear your philosophy on that as well too. But give your stuff away. And then come back to them a month or two down the line and then ask them if they put what you, what you suggested them into practice. And if they didn't, then you ask them why. Why not? Give them that information. Give them that information and see if they do anything with it. Because chances are they're just not going to do anything with it. I can almost guarantee that most people won't do anything with it. And when they don't do anything with it, that's when you go in there with an offer for something short-term, a three-month contract to try to put something into place. Now, you might not finish what you're trying to get to in three months. That's fine. I never finish my job in three months. I always said in three months, we'll get somewhere down the line, but we're not going to actually get fantastic results yet. It's going to take us a little bit more time, but after three months, if you don't see anything, if you don't see progress, then at that point in time, you can cut it off. And after that, it's very low barrier for entry, very low risk. And at that point in time, they say, yeah, sure, I'm in. So if you want to drive short-term sales, that's a great way to do it. Give away your stuff for free, become a person of value, and then come back to them shortly after and see if they actually put what you suggested to them in practice. And if they didn't, that's your time to shine, baby. All right, my friends, there we have it. There's Million Dollar Consulting, The Professional's Guide to Growing a Practice by Alan Weiss. I hope that you guys found the takeaways from this book to be valuable. I thought that, um, you know, me adding the strategies into there, it adds a little bit more meat to each of the books. That was actually a suggestion that somebody who knows me fairly well um, told me I should be doing with the podcast. They said, listen, you're just a wealth of different knowledge when it comes to strategies and you're always putting together new strategies yourself. Why don't you share them on the podcast? This is a great idea. I didn't think about that. So I'm going to do that from now on. I think that that's a great value add to this podcast, and I think it adds more value to you than just giving you the business book summary. Um, Don't forget, guys, if you want the summaries from each podcast with the strategies in them as well, too, go to cutthecrappodcast.com, and don't forget to sign up for the weekly summaries, and I'll make sure that's in your inbox every single week. Also, don't forget, guys, reach out to me. I have the Cut the Crap Podcast LinkedIn page. All you guys got to do is search Cut the Crap Podcast and you'll find it on there. Also on Facebook as well, too, Cut the Crap Podcast. Follow me on Facebook as well, too. Um, Reach out to me in all those mediums because I'd love to connect with you guys. If you don't like going through there, feel free to email me. I know you guys fill my inbox with emails all the time, and I love it. Keep it coming, you guys. Ryan.Caligiuri at me.com. Don't hesitate to ever reach out to me, even if it's just to say hi and introduce yourself. Can't wait to hear from you guys. All right, you guys, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me this week on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. I can't wait to get back here next week when I have a brand new business book, brand new golden nuggets, and brand new strategies for you guys. Have a fantastic, productive week. Take it easy, you guys. I love you. Because life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. How do I know this? I don't, but I'm making sound, and that's the important thing. That's what I'm here to do.
Sometimes I think that's the only thing that's important, really. You know, it's just letting each other know we're here, you know? reminding each other that we're part of a larger self. I used to think Jim Carrey is all that I was, just a flickering light, a dancing shadow, the great nothing masquerading as something you can name, <laughs> seeking shelter in caves and foxholes dug out hastily, an archer searching for his target in the mirror, wounded only by my own arrows, begging to be enslaved, pleading for my chains, blinded by longing and tripping over paradise. <laughs> now, fear is going to be a player in your life, but you get to decide how much. You can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here and the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm saying I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. Please. And if it doesn't happen for you right away, it's only because the universe is so busy fulfilling my order. Party size! My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job, and our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want, so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. How will you serve the world? What do they need that your talent can provide? That's all you have to figure out. As someone who's done what you're about to go and do, I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. <clears throat> because everything you gain in life will rot and fall apart, and all that will be left of you is what was in your heart. Dream up a good life. I had a substitute teacher from Ireland in the second grade that told my class during morning prayer that when she wants something, anything at all, she prays for it and promises something in return, and, and she always gets what she wants. Well, I'm sitting at the back of the classroom, you know, thinking, wow, my family can't afford a bike, you know. So I went home and I prayed for one, and I promised I would recite the rosary every night in exchange. Broke it. Broke that promise. But two weeks later, I got home from school to find a brand new Mustang bike with a banana seat and easy rider handlebars. Yeah. From fool to cool. My family informed me that I had won the bike in a raffle that a friend of mine had entered my name in without, any, without my knowledge whatsoever. So that type of thing has been happening to me ever since. 
As far as I can tell, it's just about letting the universe know what you want and working toward it while letting go of how it comes to pass. Your job is not to figure out how it's going to happen for you, but to open the door in your head. And when the door opens in real life, just walk through it. And don't worry if you miss your cue, because there's always doors opening. They keep opening. And when I say life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you, I really don't know if that's true. <laughs> I'm just making a conscious choice to perceive challenges as something beneficial so that I can deal with them in the most productive way. You'll come up with your own style. That's part of the fun. Oh, and uh, why not take a chance on faith as well? Take a chance on faith, not religion, but faith, not hope, but faith. I don't believe in hope. Hope is a beggar. Hope walks through the fire and faith leaps over it. You are ready and able to do beautiful things in this world. And after you walk through those doors today, you will only ever have two choices, love or fear. Choose love, and don't ever let fear turn you against your playful heart. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rudolph. I'm so honored.